What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Philly Talks. I truly appreciate you guys every time you guys come on here. I appreciate it when you press the play button and you download that episode. It means the world to me. Thank you for the support. It means a lot. Uh, right out the gate, if you haven't been to the Philly Talks podcast Instagram, go there right away. Do me a favor. Follow it. It'll be great. We're at 90. We started this part the we started the Instagram maybe three weeks ago, so we're at 90 followers so far, so I'm just trying to get to that 100, you know what I'm saying? So go in there, tell somebody about it, tell them to go follow. We got some good stuff today. Uh, also, on the Instagram, you'll see that I put up today, uh, D. Whaley he has a new uh, single that just came out called C'est La Vie. Um, he's a young, talented, young artist who... Uh, has his head on right, you know what I'm saying? And that's what you want to support, the, the ones that that um that know what they're doing and that have the talent to to, to do what they're, what they're supposed to be doing. Um, so go go there. I, I put the his 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 uh at on the story of the Philly Talks podcast. Go in there, give him a follow, listen to his song. I think you can listen to a SoundCloud. He's doing his thing. He he's doing his thing. He's 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 a a good guy that's that uh is really talented. So that's somebody you want to watch out, you know, keep your eye on for. And then also, guys, since you guys have just coming out of this whole quarantine thing, not that many people are quarantining anymore, and you probably need your car clean because you haven't washed or anything, the perfect touch, hit them up. They're down in North Philly. Take your car, set your appointment up, get that thing washed out, get a detailed inside. They do perfect, great job. In and out. And also, if you want to leave it there to get it tinted, hey, they do great work as well. You know what I'm saying? So that's just me letting you guys know because I I know what I what I cherish the most is good customer service, but really good work as well. And they got it. They got it. They're, they're, hands down, they got it, especially in the North Philly. Um, also, guys, and I, I know I bring this up a lot, but if you're not wearing Ethica underwear, I don't know what you're wearing. You know what I'm saying? It's between MeUndies and Ethica, but I'm I'm I like both of them, but Ethica's is right there. You know what I mean? It's it's good. The designs are really good. The material is really good. Go get some Ethica. No, they are not sponsors. No, I have not invested any money into Ethica just yet. I'm not yet, but uh, I enjoy them. So anything I enjoy, I try to get. I try to let you guys know as well, so you guys can enjoy it as well. So that's just. How I do things. So let's just get straight into the episode. Guys, this episode is about uh, leadership, um, the people who, leaders and people who think they're leaders. You know what I'm saying? How you're supposed to lead and why the people that are leading now, especially in the management departments, are not the best uh, people to do so. Why they always, there's a good portion of people who do a good job, but a really big portion of people who fail at it. And I just, I, I just, it, it just makes me wonder why. So let's get straight into the episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Philly Talks. guys welcome all we're gonna go straight into this episode of how i feel about this stuff let me know if you guys 
agree with me, don't disagree with me. I hope you enjoy the episode, even though. Um, so this was about leadership in the workplace. You know what I'm saying? Like leaders among men. You know what I mean? When I mean men, I don't just mean men as leaders. I mean men and women as leaders among men and women. Um, I don't know what it is, but it seems like being a leader, uh, we used to, that used to be the goal. You know what I'm saying? Like when you, when you went to work and you were working at a place, didn't matter if it was a Walmart, didn't matter if it was at a Wawa, didn't matter if it was at a construction site, uh, it didn't matter if you were in a hospital, like you were always trying to go up the next level because you knew that by being part of management, you get paid a little bit more, um, and you're able to help the, the, the company or the business grow, uh, within itself. And then you can move up and, you know, basically, uh, achieve a goal that basically you had your sight set on, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know if it's just me or what's going on, but in the last 10 years, we're in 2020 right now, last 10 years, I feel like that's not the case anymore. Nobody wants to be a manager. Nobody wants to be a supervisor. Nobody wants to be, you know, a lead, which is like the, the, the first line of almost becoming management where you're like the head of the department where you go talk to the person before you go talk to the manager or the director or anything like that or the supervisor. Um, nobody wants to do it. I don't, and I, I, I can't understand why, but even growing up, I remember being part of uh, talks where we were in the break room and all, the, all my different jobs that I used to have. And um, I remember the discussion would come up between the employees and people were like, no, I don't want to like, I don't want to be a supervisor. I don't want to be a manager. Like, no, screw that. Like, that's not it. And I never understood why, you know, but even then, like I was like, I never really asked why, but I remember being like my whole, um, I had a saying that I would say, uh, I just want to get my eight and skate, meaning just give me my eight hours and let me leave. You know what I'm saying? And I was fine with that for a minute. But now, like, now that I look back at all the management that I've been under since working, I've been working faithfully since I was maybe 18. So we're looking at nine years now, nine years of work history. All the, of all the different places that I've worked. Um, I can't remember a management team where I was like, oh, that's a really good management team. Like that, they have great communication. They know what they're doing. They have a great plan. They know how to execute. They know how to lead. And they know how to um, get things done and 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 improve their, their business. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never been around that. Like, it seems every time I've been around... Uh, management, they always have one or two weak links. And the crazy part is it's never, it's not, it's almost, but not always the supervisor who's usually like the lowest of the totem pole, but it's usually the the head manager or the director or whoever is higher up. It's just, they're not where they're supposed, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They don't have a game plan. And because of that, the whole management team under them uh, gets destroyed and gets compromised. And then that leadership that's trying to lead the employees also gets compromised as well. Like I, like, like I can't, like, I remember different jobs where, you know, shout out to, you know, uh, my supervisor who I was working with in the, in the Navy yard, the, um, while I was working, I'm not going to give them any, any clout. Um, 
I was working for security. If you've been down to the Navy Yard in South Philly, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, Frank Robertson III, like that's a great supervisor. Uh, that and I and I learned so much from him before I started working at the hospital that I have from any other supervisor, manager, director, lead, whatever. Like he really put it down for me, and like he said, you we just have to use common sense, come up with a game plan, and execute. That's it. And I took that, and I and I, I remember thinking like, you're probably the best supervisor that I've been around and have learned from because. The way he used to do things was, it made sense, right? He had a game plan. But one of the things that I enjoyed is he lets you know, like, hey, like, I know I'm the supervisor, but we need to work together as a team to execute whatever we're supposed to do today. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like he just sat in the room in his office and said, oh, you guys go do that. And just sat there and did nothing. He would, he would, he would give everybody a task and then he would make sure he managed to make sure our tasks were done. So we can move on to the next thing. And I remember thinking, that's exactly what you're supposed to do as a supervisor. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I looked at his managing team, the assistant manager and the manager who were, you know, above him. I remember being like, this doesn't make any sense. Those those two right there literally just sit on their asses in the office and do nothing all day. You know what I mean? And I know a lot of people say, like, managers have a lot of things to do. I understand that. They, they do payroll, all that, but come on. They literally don't do, they just gave out orders, blind orders. Like, so many times that I would have the assistant manager tell me to do something just because the manager told them to do something that didn't make any sense. And then even I would be like, well, that doesn't, like, you sure you want me to do that? But, yeah, 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 just do it, just do it. And then I would do it, and he'll call me back literally an hour later. And but yeah, we gotta undo what you just did, like, which was bananas. Because I was like, I knew, I knew that was, that didn't sound correctly. Like how were like, I never understood how people got into power. And I started think looking back, and I was like, there's something in history that has to have happened that uh, that made people hire people that don't know what they're doing for managing positions. And it became quite clear is that somehow. Over the last 10 to 15 years, we um, we glorify more degrees from colleges and universities more than experiences in the workplace. You know what I'm saying? Like now, if you have an associate's degree or a bachelor's degree, now you can just come into a management role without knowing anything about the business whatsoever and take over. And that's mind-boggling because there's people like employees who've been working at that company or that business that have years under their belt, have two years, three years under their belt of experience, and they know what they're doing and how to do it. But you pass them over for someone who has an associate's degree or a bachelor's, but don't know how to do the job. Like you don't, you can't, I can't tell you how many times. I've had a new, while I was working at that security uh, place, I can't tell you how many times another new supervisor came in. I worked there for about two years. Within those two years, I've seen maybe four to five different supervisors come in. They will last about four, five or six months and they will just quit or get fired because they just, and they, they wouldn't get fired because they, they were incompetent. They would get fired because they just didn't know what they were doing. 
They were just taking orders, but they didn't know what they were doing whatsoever. They just took orders. Oh, I'm supposed to do this? Okay, I'll do it. And then when things went wrong, they had no reason. They could say, oh, well, you told me to do that. Well, the managers ain't going to take the, the blame for you. They're not going to take the blame for you. They're, they're going to be like, well, I, yeah, but you did it wrong. No, like you told me to do that. I did it. But the only thing is I didn't ask any questions of why I did it or why I sent out that order that you told me to send out the order for. So now knowing that that these degrees are now job requirements and mind bottles, my mind gets bottled basically because it's like, but they don't know anything. Like I, I, I know they don't know anything. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen them. Like, I can't tell you out of the six supervisors that came during my time of the two years at the security force, every single supervisor who went through, I can say I've helped train while being just an employee, just a regular shift employee. They would literally go through with the managers and the manager, this is what you do, this is how you do it, this is that, the third, and they think they were good. Excuse me, I got a little hookups. And they will just send them out. They'll train them for a week and send them out. You don't know how many times secu- these supervisors would pull me to the side when it was their first day on the shift. And they were like, hey, uh, get in the car with me, the patrol car. And let's go around and let's go see if we can map out what I have to do. So I would literally, literally would have to go take these supervisors in the car and tell them, what their jobs were supposed to do, what they're supposed to be looking out for, knowing that they just did a whole week or two training with the managers. But they, but the managers don't even know what they're doing themselves because they stay in the office all day. So they wouldn't know anything. And then I would tell them exactly what I tell them. I said, look, the person you want to learn from the most, believe it or not, is Frank Robertson, who was a supervisor at the time. And the employees who've been here a little longer because they won't steer you wrong. We're the ones out here every single day patrolling this. So we, well, we can let you know. If you work with us, we will work with you. And it's just easy breezy from there. Um, but even then, the managers will see how, for some reason, they had this thing, the managers did, but they didn't want the employees together patrolling together. They didn't want the supervisors and employees uh patrolling together either, which didn't make any sense. That just lets me know what bad leadership was being done in this place when it's like, oh no, being together is wrong. We don't want you together at all. We we, want to keep you separate. Everybody goes on their own patrols. And it's like, the Navy Yard ain't that big. You know what I'm saying? If you've been down to the Navy Yard, it's it's, it's a nice place. It's pretty sizable, but it's, it's not that big. And as security officers, we would have to do either we were in the patrol car or we were on bikes. If it was nice outside, we were on bikes. But even then, we still didn't, couldn't ride together. We would have to sneak off, go different directions, and then meet up somewhere farther down in the Navy Yard and ride around. Like, it, it just never, like, I never understood why management wanted to do that. But these are the people that have the degrees. They have degrees that says they can manage, but they can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, I am, it just, made my head hurt thinking about it because now I'm in a position where after I started here in the hospital um, literally two or three months later um, 
the, the lead for my department was leaving. He was going back to another hospital. He was going to just stay there. Um, and one of the guys who was already working here for a longer period, probably two years before I got here, or even longer, probably, um, said he wanted, in a meeting, said he wanted to apply for the job or whatever. So they went and they gave him the job without letting anybody from the department know. Mind you, it's been almost over a year and they still have not come out and said, hey, this is your lead. He It was just like, oh, you're the lead now. So just do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I, I don't understand that. Like, how do you have a new lead and you don't even take your department, bring them into a being, say, hey, guys, we're promoting this person within to a new leadership role. This is your new lead. You know, we put him at a high standard. So, like, let's give him the respect that he deserves and have earned. None of that. They just went your lead, but they didn't tell anybody. So that being the case, I remember when that first happened, I was only on the job for maybe two or three months. And I remember everyone in the department. I'm not even I'm not even joking. I'm not trying to hype myself up. I, I really promise you not even my department. It was my department and several other departments were like, oh, you should go for that lead position. You will be great for it. And I was like, well, that'd be cool. But I don't think they'll hire me. I've only been here two or three months. I don't think they'll, they'll hire me to be a lead. Um, but uh, you should definitely give it, you should definitely try it out. You should definitely try it out. I said, yeah, but I think they're going to give it to the other guy. I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to put anybody out there, but I said, they're going to give it to the other guy. And you know, let's see how he does. He probably, he's probably not as bad as everybody thinks. Everybody's like, no, he's bad. Trust me. So of course it's a year later and I'm like, damn, damn, you really suck at your job. Like you are not there. And I say this all the time. You're either a leader or you think you're a leader. You know what I'm saying? Either you lead or you think you can lead. This, that's it. There's no in between. You know what I'm saying? So with my lead, I know he can't lead. He can't. He can, he he's not. Don't get me wrong. He has a great worth work ethic. You know what I'm saying? He's a really good employee. He's just not a leader. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're gonna put somebody in a position to lead, they not only need to lead their their department, but they have to. Um, how do you want to say, how do I say, you want them, you want your lead to set an example. You know what I mean? He's the, he's the gold standard of your team. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he does that. So we do it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the opposite. It's the opposite with the, with, with this lead. And it's not, it's not anything different than all my other jobs. It was just like, there's always that one supervisor, that one manager or the managing group where you're just like, they don't know what they're doing at all you know what i'm saying like they really don't they they literally just just say whatever comes out their ass that day and then call it genius that's that's what they do and i just remember thinking like why don't we why don't we want these jobs anymore you know what i mean now that i know that is is required but why as as employees are we not striving to get to that next level because what what i hear is oh no that sucks you know like they're hiring supervisors but I'm getting paid $13 an hour, but the supervisor only gets paid 15 So I'm good. What do you mean you're good? That's $2 more than you would have been making by doing this. And if you can see that this person who's a supervisor, who isn't even a good leader, who doesn't know what they're doing, can somehow make it for six months and try to make it work. Imagine with somebody with your experience who's been here, who's worked with the people 
with the employees and know what's going on, imagine what you can do. You can make a difference. And that's the thing. No one wants to make a difference. Nobody wants to put themselves in a position to make a difference. And I just don't understand why. You know what I'm saying? And now, don't get me wrong. There's, there's, there's a lot of companies that have corporations that just don't care. They don't care because they don't have to deal with a day-to-day basis on certain things. They don't have to be at these companies and businesses doing all the hard work. They get to sit back and just be like, okay, this is what we're doing. They don't, they don't, they don't go out there. And, and, and that's the thing that, that like, you can't be a leader. And this is for all the, for the people who want to be a leader or strive to be a leader. You first have to find someone who's a good leader and see what they do right. What they do correctly, what they do incorrectly. Take that, put it into your own box of like, you know, I got this and I got this and I got this. That way, when it's time for you and your opportunity to become a leader, you're not hesitant. You're not like, oh, maybe I'm not that good for enough, good enough for the job. Or, no, you're perfect for the job. You know what I'm saying? Especially if there's, if there's people around there going, hey, you need to go get that supervisor job. You need to get that lead job. You need to get that assistant manager job. Like, go out and do it. Don't put yourself in a, and give yourself a glass ceiling that you can't break through. Screw that. No, you don't want that. What you want is to break through that glass and go, okay, I'm going to go reach for those brass rings. You know what I'm saying? That way I can let everyone else know under me that it's possible to get to that level and make a difference. You know what I'm saying? One of the craziest things that I, I, I heard, my girlfriend's sister, she works at um, at the Snipes shoe store. Now, if you guys don't know, um, Kicks USA got taken over by a French company and they changed the names from Kicks USA uh, shoe store to Snipes shoe store. And before the pandemic and everything, uh, my girlfriend's sister uh, and her sister's best friend and another young lady that worked at the store were all getting promoted to um, managers in training. And they were going to go to different stores to manage. Um, and I thought that was really cool. You know what I mean? Because um, my girlfriend's sister was like kind of sad about it. And she was like, I don't want to leave the store. And I said, well, if all three of you guys are leaving to different stores to be managers, that means the manager of your store is doing one hell of a job. You know what I'm saying? That means he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. And that's creating other managers. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not just sitting around doing nothing. Just being like, I'm just going to collect my money. No, he's putting the time and effort to in his employees to the point where other people in the corporate world are going, oh, wow, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You know what you're talking about. And you could basically run a store yourself or at least help run a store. So when they told me that, I said, that manager must be good. And that's one thing I think as a leader, a lot of these guys don't do because they come from somewhere where they just get a bachelor's degree or they don't know they don't know anything about the business or the company. And they just come in and they just push paper and they give out demands. That's not how you make things work. A good leader, listen to this quick, uh, carefully. A good leader works with his employees and helps show them the way of how to become a supervisor or a manager. They, he teaches them what he knows as well. You know what I'm saying? You see, what happens is a lot of a lot of times is these managers that don't know what they're doing are afraid to let these employees who they're working that work under them for and let them know anything because they think like, damn, if he knows too much, he already has the experience. If I teach him too much about the managing thing and how this works, he might take my job. And that's and that's insecurity. 
And because of insecurity, we have leaders that don't know how to lead. They'll just give you 10%, only 10% of what you're supposed to know and keep the 90% hidden. But even then, I see a lot of people, even after not finding that 10%, figure out uh, that other 90% for themselves just by the experience. And it's like, if it was the other way around, things would move so smoothly. If we can just have leaders who wanted to create other leaders, you don't have to be insecure and be like, oh, damn, this person might take my job. No, 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 no. You should be hoping they take your job. You know what I'm saying? And I know you're saying, what are you talking about? See, what do you mean hoping they take? Because if they take your job, that means you should be getting promoted to a higher position. You know what I'm saying? Either at the same place that you're working at or another location. You should be getting promoted because if you're bringing up all your employees and they're all ready to move to that next level of management, why would I not take you from that location, take you to another location that's struggling and have you do the same thing? Why not? That's exactly what I would want to do. So then I placed the, the, the person that you had before, that was an employee, I placed them as a manager or an assistant manager, and they get to do the same thing you were doing. So now all the different locations we have around the US or around the world are now following your steps. Rather than just giving demands and saying, or giving out tasks and going, oh, just do this while I sit in the office all day. No, no, no. Let's go out there together. Let's go out there together and get this thing working. And if you have any questions, let me know. I got you. I'll steer you straight. That's what a leader does. That's why I'm quite impressed. And I know I mention my girlfriend a lot in some of these podcasts, but that's why I I admire her the most because her work ethic is on a thousand. She was recognized for having great work ethic after she left her job that they came back and was like, we'll give you a higher position, a managing position with better pay. And we would like you to come back. And when she did, she could have literally just sat back and been like, you know what? Cool. I'll just give out tasks and do nothing. But she's out there with them every day. She tells her employees how to do things, how to manage things to the point where within a couple months or a year, those same employees that they stick around, I don't see why they can't become a manager in a different location. Like, you don't know how many times, especially now during the pandemic, there's a lot of looting and all that. How many times they offer her to go to different locations to help out, not only fix up the store because she has great work ethic, how to organize everything, but to also teach some of the employees how to how to work the machines and cash registers and stuff like that. And the self-checkout machines like it's crazy because she knows what she's doing because she's a really good leader. It's just unfortunate that I guess the people above her are not that great. So it's just unfortunately it's, it's not like rather than helping her and giving her help and saying what can we do to help you make this place better because we, we want everyone to be like you they just give her more bums around her and now she's like damn I don't want to be here anymore type situation and it sucks because it's not just her it's everybody that's working nowadays you get a good person who comes in with a great work ethic, a good attitude, who's willing to do whatever it takes to help and make things better for your business and company. And rather than 
the people around them wanting to help them, it makes it, they take advantage. So now that they saw you do task one, two, and three by yourself and really kill it, rather than saying, okay, she did one, two, and three, I should do now four, five, and six and try to keep up with her so we can keep this thing going. No. Oh, she did one, two, and three? You think if I leave behind four and five, she'll pick it up and I'll just do six for today. Like, damn, you did one, you did, you did one task today? That's, that's what you're doing to one of your, 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 your leaders or one of your employees? Like, rather than being a leader and doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're, you're just trying to just sweep the problem under the rug. You're trying to unload your duties onto somebody. And that's what I hate the most. I can't stand that because if one thing that my supervisor, Frank Robinson III, taught me during the security is, like, is that we don't work for the supervisors or the managers. Managers work for us because the moment we decide no more and we're not and we're not coming back to work, we're done. Now it's on them. It's on them. And if it's on them, they're going to fail. Because they haven't been doing their jobs. That's why I always appreciate it when it was time to like, oh, this person called out this person. I need somebody. Frank, rather than him coming up and going, hey, I need you to work this day. He will say, hey. I need these days covered. Is there any of these days you can help me out with? And if you wanted something in return, he will try to make it happen. So if he said, hey, I need Wednesday covered night, would you mind covering it? And if you'd say you didn't want to cover the whole shift, the whole eight hour shift, and you said, well, I could I could cover the, the last four hours. I could, I could put extra four hours in my shift. So working that rather than working an eight, I'm working a 12 that day. If And he'll say, okay, well, that's good. I'll call the other employee who's supposed to be coming right after that shift to see if they can come in four hours early. So that way you guys can work together and we can cover the shift. That way there's no, you don't have to stay in extra because back, because with security, especially now with security, if that the person that's supposed to relieve you after you, the person who comes after your shift, if they don't come, you have to stay those eight hours. And they'll tell you that in the beginning. They, so you had anything planned and that person called out, now you're screwed. So. In a way, Frank kind of let us know that like, it's better for us to work as a team than against each other. And by doing that, you, you make things a lot better. You make things work more smoothly. I just don't know how we got to the point where managers don't do it anymore. They just say, oh, we need to get this covered. Like, what you mean? I don't like, what you mean I got to get this covered? Like, you got to get it covered. You gotta cover it. You know what I'm saying? He's not. He not coming in. And that, and that, and the worst part is by that by doing that, you now you destroy. Cause now you make me look at my um, coworker as like, damn, he's screwing me. So rather than then I can't screw him, I'm gonna screw the person before me. So I'm gonna call out too. And that just and that just disrupts the whole system. You don't want that. And that's what Frank always trying to make sure like work together as a team. If you're gonna call out. Call out, but let the person know before, beforehand. Send them a text saying, hey, I just called out. They should be looking for somebody. If not, then you should work something out with them. You know what I'm saying? Simple as that. Like here, like the lead that I have is not a leader. He's not. And I and again, I told you, he has a great work ethic, but he's just not a leader. You know, he doesn't do anything that makes us go. He's the guy that when he walks in the room, everybody just stays quiet and looks at him because we know like, you're not, you're not who we think you are. 
You're not who we thought you were going to be. You know what I'm saying? And these are all new people. There's only me and two other people who were around at that time when he became lead. And everyone who has trained with him since, because they all have to go train with him when you come in here. Even I had to do it. They all say the same thing. He, I'm not learning anything from him at all. And it gets to the point where I like when they come in for their breaks and they stay in the room, I have to whisper, I like, how's how's everything with you know with the lead? I don't I don't know. I'm not he walks fast and I don't know what he's doing. Like I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. So I have to go and be like, well, it's cool. Once you're done your training with them, I'll give you my own personal training and we'll get things done. Like I shouldn't have to do that. I'm not a I'm not a supervisor, I'm not a lead, but I have leadership quality, so I can't turn off my leadership. Like, like when I walk in through the door, automatically people will be like, "Oh, this happened, that happened," and I'm like, "I don't care. I'm not the lead. Like, like, I, like I'm not a supervisor. I can't do anything about that." But I find myself calming down the employee, calming down my coworkers, and being like, "You should do this. You should do that. You should do this." I find myself coming to their aid more than anybody else around here. You know what I'm saying? Anytime they get an attitude from a nurse or they get an attitude from a, a worker or something like that, I, I'd be like, hey, next time do this or next time come find me so I can talk to them because it's not fair. We have no one to go to that will be like, hey, don't treat my employees this way. So we have to come. So we have to defend ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We have to defend ourselves because there's nobody that we can go to. No one feels comfortable going to, this, to the guy that's above me for anything because he doesn't know anything. You ask him anything, hey, how are you supposed to do this? He'll literally just go, uh, yeah, I don't know. Sorry about that. And he'll just walk away. Like, you didn't give me any information. You did not give me any information. So what are what are you here for? You know what I'm saying? Just for the money? Like, I don't know. I, I just, I thought I'd just get that off my chest because it's crazy. It's crazy how we have a lot of leaders that should be leaders, but don't get the credit for some reason. They don't get the credit. They don't be like, oh, we should make you a leader. And a good portion of them just be like, never, never mind. I'm not picking him to be. Nah, not him. You know what I'm saying? Because that makes, because they're so in, like insecure with them. So they go, if I make him a supervisor, there's a really good chance he'll take my job as an, as an assistant manager. Or if he becomes an assistant manager, there's a really good chance he'll take my job as a manager. Like, if you're doing your job and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you shouldn't be afraid that anybody's about to take your job. If anything, you should be more excited promoting within because now you're like, damn, I, any day now they're going to say, hey, we want to give you a higher position to another location or multiple locations. Rather than just being a manager at one location, we want to make you a district manager or a regional manager. Like, oh, okay, good. Like, like that's what's up. That's what you should be striving for. But no, we're so insecure with ourselves that we're like, mm, no, no, you can stay down there. We'll give you your 50 cent raise every year, but you can just stay down there. Like, for what? I can't do anything from down here as an employee because you're not giving, you're not taking the chains off and letting me make decisions. I got to make decisions behind your back and go, hey, I know that the, manager said do this but we should actually do this because it makes a lot more sense maybe we shouldn't have to do that but we do there's a lot of times where i'm telling my 
my guys here, like, hey, I know they said to do this, but it makes a lot more sense that we move all this here and move this here. That way, when we come in the next day, we know where, not only do we not, we know where everything's at, we can just go straight into work. You don't have to move everything around because they're going to figure out, like, oh, we screwed up, move everything back. There's no reason for that. There's no reason to make to work harder. There's, work smarter, not harder. You know what I'm saying? But that's easier said than done when you have a management group who just sits in an office all day. You know what I'm saying? So I give a shout out to all the leaders, managers, supervisors, district managers who go out there and lead the correct way. I give it to you because there's not that many of you guys out there. And I know you know that. There's not that many managers. There's not that many assistant managers. There's not that many supervisors or leads out there that are at the same level as you are. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them just walked into the position. A lot of the ones that are really doing good at their jobs are the ones that really bust their ass from the entry level of the job to that position. And then don't get me wrong. And this and there's a lot. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of managers and all that who got a degree and came into a job and were just born leaders. They knew exactly what to do. They came in. They hopped on. They said, I know what I'm doing now. Let's get rolling, guys. And I know there's a lot of you guys out there, too. And I appreciate you guys as well. But let's be serious. For the 30% of the managers and supervisors, people on management teams that are killing the game, there's another 70% that's ruining it. And that's just straight facts. It's 70% that don't know what they're doing. They're literally just surviving every single day. Every day they come to work, they go, I got to survive another day. I got I to gotta go in here and pretend like I know what I'm doing. Because they don't want to look dumb. Well, I don't know why, where we got this thing where if you ask for help or you ask for clarification, you look dumb or you look weak. Like, I don't know where we got that from. Don't be that person. Be the person that goes, hey, I'm so secure with myself. I don't mind being a manager or, or a system manager or supervisor and going, hey, what are we doing here? What is my game plan? What, what, what do you want me to do? And what's the end goal? Okay, that's the end goal. Cool. Now I can go back and make a correct plan to get me to the end goal. Rather than you just telling me what the end goal is. I'm like, okay, I got to figure out how do I get A and B to C. But that's just my opinion. But for the ones who are killing the game, I thank you. Keep doing your thing. I know, and I know that you guys do not get the appreciation that you're supposed to get. But you're getting it now. I promise you. So, hey, keep killing the game. Stay safe. Guys, that's my time. I'm out of here. You guys stay safe. I'm out.